In the holy name of Jesus, amen. According to an article in the National Geographic, apparently men and women see things differently. Apparently women are better at discriminating among colors. This, of course, substantiates what any groom already knew when his fiance asks him about her bridesmaid's dresses. What do you like better, goldenrod or mustard? Aren't they all the same? Well, this would fit the description of Jesus' 12 disciples this morning, but rather than colors, it's people. Jesus is trying to get to Jairus' house through a great crowd when a woman who bled for 12 years touches him. Now imagine this great crowd like Michael Jordan in the mid-1990s trying to get from Navy Pier to Michigan Avenue. A lot of people moving slowly, everyone trying to touch Michael Jordan. So when Jesus is touched, he looks around and he asks the crowd who touched him. Now, of course, his disciples are frazzled by such a question. Who cares if that person or this person or another person touches them? Aren't they all the same? Well, Jesus doesn't give up, and he does something. He looks around. Now, the word or phrase looks around doesn't sound like much, but when Jesus looks around in the Gospel of Mark, he is up to something. Now, the first instance where he looks around is in Mark chapter 3 when he is in the synagogue, and there is a group of Pharisees who are trying to trap him. He looks around trying to find someone who believes him, but finds none and gets angry. Then later in Mark 3, he looks around at the people who are sitting at his feet, the disciples sitting at his feet, and he says, here are my brothers, my sisters, and my mother. So in today's reading, in Mark chapter 5, when Jesus looks around, Whom does he see? Someone who's trying to use him or someone who believes in him? Now, in all of the examples of Jesus looking around, he doesn't stop until he sees who he is looking for. Now, there was another study done on how men and women see differently, and the results actually show something different. It's more of socialization that influences the brain's makeup rather than the actual biology of the brain. Apparently, there's enough flexibility in the brain, brain's wiring that you can actually change it based upon how you're taught to see things. Thus, even boys can be taught the difference between goldenrod and mustard. Nature and nurture affects how we see things. But Jesus shows us how both of these are not the only way to see. There is another way to see, and that is the Jesus way. This way can look around and see a dead 12-year-old girl and say she is sleeping. 
And this way can look around and see a woman who is lonely and unloved because she's bled for 12 years and call her daughter. The woman who touched Jesus saw herself like many other people saw her, as unclean, to be kept away at a distance, to be shunned from the family. She was not part of a family. On top of this, she bled for 12 years from the very place where her family would spring forth. So not only did she not have a family to belong to, she couldn't even make a family that belonged to her. Nature and nurture told her there wasn't any reason for anyone to be close to her. However, when Jesus looks around, he won't stop until he's found what he's looking for. And in the Gospel of Mark, when he looks around, he is looking for family. This woman fell down at the feet of Jesus with fear and trembling because she was not sure. Would Jesus see her like everyone else did? But Jesus sees her according to himself. So even after she tells the whole truth, everything, including her sin, he says, daughter. With this word, it doesn't matter what nature or nurture says about her. She is now supposed to see herself and life as Jesus sees her. Part of the family of God, forgiven sinner, made whole by the touch of Jesus. Thus the story of the woman with a menstrual disorder then is actually the church's story. We were touched by the power of God and separated from that faceless crowd by the fearful and wonderful knowledge of what has happened to us through Jesus' death and resurrection. Then through Jesus' help and gentle prodding, he gave us the courage to confess the whole truth about ourselves and to enter the Christian community through holy baptism. In baptism, Jesus has turned to us and confirmed that through faith in him, we now stand within the sphere of his life. When the way the Lord sees us, when the way the world sees us and threatens to engulf us, Jesus' faith will save us and we'll see all things according to him. Where you might see yourself as only sinner, Jesus looks around and sees you as forgiven. Where you might see yourself as better off dead, Jesus looks around and sees you alive and ready to live. Where you might see yourself as unwelcomed, Jesus looks around and sees you as invited to the altar, to the place where the family gathers. Where you might see yourself as alone, Jesus sees you as the most important person in the world, an important guest who's been invited to live with him and the rest of his family. Then as family, with Jesus as our head, we won't stop looking around to see that rather than seeing sinners as the world sees them, people to be avoided, we won't stop looking around to see these people, to see sinners as those who Jesus died and rose for inviting them to be a part of our life together.
as brothers and sisters. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.